here once again with my good pal for a long while now, uh, Dakota Patton. <clears throat> Dakota, how you doing? I'm doing all right, as good as I can be doing right now. Yeah, all all things considered. <clears throat> um, so I asked you to join me in talking about the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant. Um, passed away yesterday, tragically, with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and um, some other parents and teammates of his daughter's team. Um, one detail I f found out this morning was that the team was through the basketball league that he had started. The, I believe it was called the Mamba League. Um, so yeah, super sad story. Uh, we'll just start with what were what were some of your initial reactions when you heard the news? Well, I was actually coaching at a tournament, um, and it was just a weird energy in the gym. And when everybody found out, the initial energy was anger. Like people were mad that kids were going around saying Kobe Bryant's dead because it's just like TMZ said it and. Everybody thought it was fake news, and next thing you know, like, more and more reports are coming out, and it became real. And to just be in a gym, a basketball gym, where everybody knows Kobe Bryant, whether or not, you know, there are fans as much as everybody else, everybody knows his impact on the game. I mean, the gym just kind of went dead. And then I coached another game. Um told the kids, like, hey, go hug your parents before I, this game starts. We're not going to start this game until you hug your parents, tell them you appreciate them, because it could have been any of you. With teammates and with parents, you never know. And uh, when I saw that, like, broke down. I was breaking down pretty much any day, all day, anytime I saw anything about Kobe Bryant. And, yeah, it's tough. It was tough. My initial reaction was just kind of didn't believe it and was kind of just super, super upset. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'd say it was similar for me. I first got the news over text. I was uh, driving home from church yesterday and saw the text and like I was driving, so I literally just read the headlines like Kobe Bryant among five dead in helicopter crash. And that just like didn't register to me. Um, uh, my older brother texted me, texted that to me um, just as soon as he saw it because he knew that Kobe was a big inspiration in my life, especially like back in back in high school, in my later high school years. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that, kind of the inspiration that he's had on both of us and on tons of people, countless people. Um, but yeah, I was also just in a state of kind of like disbelief at first, wondering like, my, my immediate thought was just like, this has to be fake. Like, there's no way. Um, and then as soon as I got home, I turned on uh, like ESPN and they had a commentator come on. <clears throat> I can't remember who the commentator was, but he started tearing up. And like, as he was talking about it, and immediately I just lost it. Um, because, yeah, we'll, we'll get to kind of emotion behind it but um yeah super super sad day super sad couple of days uh we're talking a little bit before this i think each time i've thought about it again it's just been hard to believe and uh Dwayne wade said it's like a it's like a bad dream that you want to wake up from and just not believe that is true um but yeah, going going back, uh, I remember even before I kind of followed the career of Kobe Bryant, followed his work habits and work ethic and all of that, uh, I remember seeing a, a poster on your wall of Kobe Bryant um, in high school. It's like six or seven years ago now. Um, so you were a fan before me, and I'm just curious what what led you to start following his career and become a fan of his? Well, my dad was always a Lakers fan, so I grew up watching the Lakers. And obviously, if I was born in 95, you know, right around the time Kobe was drafted, once I was able to kind of comprehend basketball, it was Kobe. Everything was watching Kobe Bryant. 
I mean, everything was idolizing Kobe Bryant. It was really all I saw. And then, you know, dad telling me stories about him and kind of his work ethic, you know, how he played that relentless kind of style. It was something that kind of stuck with me. And so, I mean, he was always my favorite player, still is my favorite player um, of all time. And it's just, yeah, no, I've always been a fan because it's all I knew growing up. Mm. It's all I watched. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think fans of his can relate to just the kind of, like, cult attraction that he... Uh, he just has like such a strong attraction to him as a as a player, um, because he never he never went halfway. It was always all out. Um, and I <laughs> I started uh, I started following basketball um, probably around like ten or so. And my first thoughts of Kobe Bryant were all negative because he kicked the Nuggets asses single-handedly in the Western Conference Finals back in like 08, I think it was. And that was like the closest Nuggets ever came to uh, making the finals. I was just a big Nuggets fan, kind of the home team. So just didn't like him for that reason because he picked them apart in that series. Um, uh, shortly, well, probably a few years after that, kind of started hearing some of the stories about how he got to where he was, the work ethic that he had. Uh, getting three and four hours of sleep a night just to like hone his craft more as much as he humanly could um, and I couldn't help but be inspired by that um, and I think one of the interesting things about his life and his legacy now just in the past couple of days stuff that's been coming out is that some of the most affected people were obviously those that knew him personally but also like young guys in the NBA that may have never even met him, but just saw such, uh, just got such inspiration from him and from the way that he carried himself, the way that he played the game. Um, one like quick thing I remember from that time period is him playing an all-star game against LeBron, and LeBron was kind of like showboating a little bit and just like... <laughs> Uh, getting easy shots basically and Kobe switched off onto him and got got two straight blocks just by being the only one in the game that was like going full speed like actually taking it seriously enough to go full speed um, and from that moment on it was just like every every kind of underdog instinct in like a high school player just like fires off from stuff like that I think because you identify with it and say like Oh, if I just like play harder than everyone else, then I can be like that. Like there's a there's a chance that I can have that mamba mentality, for lack of a for lack of a better word. But yeah, any thoughts on that period or just like growing up watching? Uh not just not only was he an inspiration to basketball players, but like you said, he impacted the people that were remotely around him and I mean there's a story where he told somebody, he's like, why settle for being a reporter when you can be an author? Why settle for being a good player when you can be a champion? You know, why settle for anything when you can shoot to be the best? He's like, if you're going to do it, you might as well be the best at it. And I, I mean, that's just an inspiration to not only basketball players, but to people. And you have to respect that work ethic. And at the end of the day, like, I think that's what kind of hurts the most is Everybody that's a professional athlete, for the most part, puts in a, a lot more work than people see. But Kobe would say the work he's putting in to remind you, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, whatever your goals are, make sure you're doing it too. If you're not up at 4 a.m., then, you know, are you really putting in all the effort you can? Even though that's kind of extreme, like, the point is, if you could be up earlier or if you can be doing more, why aren't you doing it? Mm -hmm. You know, and then just seeing it and how he played the game, like you said, in that all-star game where he blocked LeBron twice. You know, I remember that game. Just you, you don't see that in the all-star game at all. 
and it's just kind of that competitive nature. I saw a video where Chris Rock was telling him a joke right next to him while he was on the bench in a game, and he had a straight face look for it, was not phased anything by the joke, and it's like he loved the game. Like, and you just saw it. You saw it every day he played. It was just relentless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that, there's that play where I think it might have been Dante Jones or I don't know why that came to my mind, but somebody, somebody, like, he was standing right in front of the inbounds man, and the guy Matt Barnes. Faked, yeah, like, he pump faked directly at his face, like inches from his face, and he didn't flinch yeah. one, <laughs> one inch. Um, so just stuff like that, like, added, added to the legend of who he was. Um, and I'll, I'll be the first to say, like, uh, yesterday, just talking about how I, I really broke down and it didn't, it didn't hit me like quite why immediately, why it had such an emotional impact on me. And I mean, he's like, he, he was a man. It's not like he was, it's not like he was actually just a legend you know it it is an actual tragic event that happened um but i think the question could be asked like somebody you don't know why does that have such a big impact on so many people if you never knew the guy personally um but something i thought of when you were talking about how he he talked about his work ethic and i don't i don't think that was only just to stoke his own ego it was also to inspire the next group of people the next generation coming up to say this is how hard you can work this is what you can't achieve if you if you give every ounce of your effort to it um so i think that was very purposeful and uh but i I was gonna say i will i will gladly say that i (laughs) deified him at different points and yesterday it it did feel like almost a reminder of mortality that like anybody can pass at any time even somebody with seemingly everything at his fingertips um, that has accomplished so much and seemed like still had a ton more to accomplish like in the last couple years he won an Oscar was like the first professional athlete to win an Oscar Um, had a ton of stuff going on and yet he still just is like gone like that and the word, the word that I kept searching for was like, or I was searching for a word to just describe like how I felt yesterday, and um, I think the word I came up with is just like, the whole thing just seemed less. It seems less so today. It's like reality is starting to sink in, but it just seemed absurd that that actually happened. That that <laughs> we are living in a world now where Kobe Bryant just passed away like in a blink and that is it's it's numbing in a sense and just like brings brings you back to like the cold some of the cold hard realities of life um but yeah one other quick thing and i'm curious if you kind of resonate with this at all um dakota is for me he was a father figure in the sense that he showed me some ways to to live life with your with your head held high. Uh, don't let anybody like eat your lunch, you know. Like don't let anybody look down on you, and don't even look down on yourself because he he showed that as a human being you are capable of great and lasting accomplishment. So, uh, can you relate to that? I can definitely relate to that. Um, I mean, just going, being, you know, brutally honest, I don't know if I would be in the position I am in today if it weren't for him. So I think that's why I got so upset personally, because if I didn't have that as my role model, that to look to, to work harder and not settle when, you know, I was failing and when I wasn't doing as good as I wanted to do. If I had just not had that role model and, you know, just said, hey, maybe basketball isn't my thing and didn't keep pursuing it in college and things like that, then I wouldn't be the player I was, which would lead to me not being the coach I was. And ultimately, it wouldn't lead to me chasing my dream now of being a sports, you know, psychology coach with kids, you know, to teach that relentless kind of 
attitude that Kobe, Michael, and a lot so many great players had, you know, that's the reason I do it is because of him. Um, so if it weren't for him being such a role model, I mean, my life would be completely different. I would have went across a completely different path. And that's where it's like, like you said, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of aren't in the basketball world that are like, I get why it's sad, but why are you crying? Well, it's like a lot of people, you know, in the, these movies never meet the superheroes, but you know, at the end of the day, you still feel such a bond to him. And like, that was, that was equivalent to my Superman, my Iron Man, my Spider-Man. Like that was my hero. Mm -hmm. And for him to pass, like, it, like you said, it's just unreal. It's very unreal to think about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I know media, I saw a few media posts that are like Kobe Bryant drafted out of high school and then went through a, a rape scandal and it's like why even bring that up like one if you go back to the case like it wasn't proven there's two years later a video came out where the girl mocked doing it for money the DNA didn't show it and even if you know say something did happen I'm not saying that's right but you know it led to a problem with him and his wife possibly getting a divorce mm -hmm. but if his wife can forgive him the one person that it would affect the most, then the world should be able to forgive him and look past that. Mm -hmm. And it's like to know that that's something that's still coming up after a man dies and after a man can't defend himself. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of just kind of pissed me off because it's like there's so much better. Like the world hasn't stopped after a death like this since Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Like the world just kind of stopped. Nobody... Nobody really knew what to do. Like, nobody knew what to say. It was just like a weird energy everywhere I went. McDonald's, right? The store, gas station. Mm -hmm. Even today, going to the rec center, like... That everyone was talking about it. Every, you just like, yeah, you felt that energy wherever you went. Yeah, feel that. I, I did think of Michael Jackson because, like, that was a moment when you found out it was pretty shocking, but it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure you can remember when you found out that Michael Jackson died, where you were, what was going on. I was on a houseboat at Lake Powell and very vivid memory in my mind. Cause like you said, it's like when, when such a cultural icon and somebody that's like been in the media for decades, passes suddenly like that it's it's like a piece is gone suddenly and for better or for worse of how we kind of like put people on pedestals like that in a way um it's just a reality but uh yeah about the about the sexual assault case i mean i've kind of done my homework in a sense on kobe bryant's life because there was a there was a stretch of three or four years where he was my idol. Like I just, and I I think really related to what you said. I'm kind of backtracking a little bit here, but um, he like you you said when you were doing less than you thought you could in basketball, and you thought like oh well maybe this isn't my thing. Like maybe I just give up on this dream. I think he inspired. And maybe it was, like, the age that we found ourselves in, like, during that time. And <clears throat> I listened to a Bill Simmons, the Bill Simmons, just, like, tribute to him um, on my way back home today. And he mentioned how, like, Kobe Bryant's rise was was linked to the rise in uh, just everybody being on the Internet and everyone having so much access to information. So it's, like, it felt like Kobe Bryant like you you did almost know him because so much of him was available to view on YouTube, to read about, to hear secondhand stories from other players and reporters and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he he made uh, kids, like high school kids, middle school kids, feel like there was a dog in the fight. Like even when somebody might not believe that for themselves. Uh, he inspired this feeling of you still have a chance to to be your best self. And, like, I think he, he said himself like that. 
that is the Mamba mentality that you should strive to be your your absolute best potential self as a human being. Um, and that definitely transcends basketball. Um, and But I was going to say, like, about the sexual assault case, uh, he, he came forward and said that he committed adultery at that time and that he was very sorry. But, I mean, he was man enough to say that, like, in front of the whole world. And he did apologize to his wife, and his wife apparently said that, like, the kids were what kept them together. It might have been one, one daughter at that point. Um, but, like, Phil Jackson talks about in Eleven Rings that Kobe was very, was very um, beat up about that. It felt very bad about that, and it, it affected him in every possible way, not just, like, a fleeting, a fleeting thing, and he allowed it to affect him. And he told Phil Jackson, apparently, that he, his aim was to be monogamous through his whole life. Like, he just wanted to be with one woman. So that, to me, after reading that, like, backstory and that, how it affected him and how he overcame it after a time and how it really did just, like, like, he, he paid his dues with that, in my mind, and handled it the right way when it was all said and done. Um, obviously, he made one bad decision, and everyone makes bad decisions. But, um, yeah, I don't think that is something that should be held over him at this point besides just to say he's a he's a human being you know and that's that's about it yeah professional athletes are gonna make mistakes and regardless like even if like it showed up it he he didn't rape the woman he even what if he did stuff whether it was consensual like it came out later regardless of the fact like it's it's so far in the past it wasn't like something that was at the end of his legacy and is still relevant like that was before his legacy really started and it's just i think it's very very unfair to him but i don't know like even right now i'm trying to think of things to say mm-hmm. and it's like i can't really speak on much like besides the fact that he was a hero to me he changed my life um you know, and just watching, like we talked about right before this, watching the 60-point game, mm-hmm. his final game, like thinking about the speech he gave after and saying Mamba out, like watching the video, the movie, the little short movie he got the Oscar for, Dear Basketball, mm-hmm. and just hearing about this, um, seeing in videos now how not too long ago, he got out of his own car to help a random crash that happened on the road and help the people in it in direct traffic. Like, mm. This person wasn't just an icon and a basketball player, but he was somebody that truly cared to help people, um, inspired people. You have the picture of him talking to Sharif O'Neal. Um, and the dude, the dude did a lot of stuff that he didn't have to. Mm. Who is Sharif O'Neal? Sharif O'Neal is Shaquille O'Neal's son, mm. and it's kind of like an uncle. Kobe was kind of like an uncle to him. And then even going past that, like thinking about Gigi dying, like just thinking about how tight he was probably holding her as the helicopter was going down in those last moments, thinking about. Um, the Altabellis, who, the dad, who's a baseball coach, a wife, and the uh, daughter, and how that daughter had siblings, and how they don't have parents and a a, a sister anymore. Mm. Like, just thinking about every situation that it was in, kind of hit even more home for me outside of it being my idol, because I coach club basketball. Like, it's just, like you said earlier, it's not, death transcends any demographic, whether that's how much money you have, race, gender, any of it. And the biggest thing that's going around in the social media now is to, you know, tell the people around you that you appreciate them. Mm 
because you just never know when that last moment is gonna be, mm. and it's it's hard. Yeah. Did you uh, do you see Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant make up after this happened? I didn't. Did you hear about that beef? Yeah. In the last month or so, Kendrick Perkins just well it started as a Twitter feud, which I mean. Yeah, it's like like a Twitter feud seems it can seem both like petty and relevant in the sense that we communicate that way today, especially celebrities, but um Kendrick Perkins was like going at Durant for leaving the Warriors or leaving the Thunder and going to the Warriors saying like is the worst move in basketball history and stuff like that and I mean those those things can like those things can potentially have some some truth in a in a basketball or just like a sports sense yeah but then you think about with stuff like this happening like man it really is it really is just a game and like what are we what are we at the end of the day um if not like loving human beings to one another. And so I thought that was really cool for Kendrick Perkins to basically just say like, I'm sorry, my brother, and um, like I love you straight up. And he basically just like dropped all, dropped all beef with it and said like, I don't want this to be, I don't want this to continue anymore. Um, and so even even like rivalries, even hated sports feuds like it's good to keep those in perspective and just remember like like at the end of the day who (laughs) you know like what what was lost it's not like it's not like the memories were lost it's not like the the games were lost the points were lost at the end of the day a handful of human beings were lost and that in itself is tragic yeah anytime and even going past that, kind of what you said, like, we're just humans. And I think, you know, media shapes it. These people are superhumans. And thinking about Delonte West and that video that popped up about him, it's just like, if anything, people need to treat these people or these uh, athletes more like humans mm-hmm. and less like, you know, invincible people like mm. anything can happen to a man any given time mm. Mm. this tough like what we said before lebron putting out that statement because like, kind of media kind of put that pressure on him when he's not ready to like lebron you know lebron's feeling really crazy about it he just passed him the day before and scoring had a conversation with him the day of and like it just goes to show, like, the Celtics are like, we didn't think Kobe could break our hearts another time. Mm. Like, it, if you're in the sports world, you're upset about this. Because mm. it's, not, it's not just a basketball player. It's a sports legend. Mm. Somebody that made athletes understand what it took to get there. You know, everybody puts him in the conversation of the GOAT because he did what Michael Jordan did with so much less athleticism and that was because of that mm-hmm. relentless crying that he was going to be that good mm-hmm. and people thought he was crazy going into the league when he said i'm going to be as good as michael jordan or better people thought he was crazy until they start watching him play and season after season they're like wait this kid can do it mm-hmm. you know and yeah yeah i related to that did you see the the movie muse of his mm-hmm. yeah um i i was both inspired by that movie and taken aback by it because that was that movie was put out when he had his major achilles injury and he was starting to look into doing other things and that was one of his first like productions essentially uh as a as a film producer who's spike lee yeah, yeah i think so but he, um, he, 
said in that documentary, he's he's like sitting on the on the doctor's table while the doctor's like assessing his busted Achilles. I think it was like the day after the injury. And he says, Kobe says like, man, maybe, maybe this was all for nothing. Like maybe everything I did didn't mean anything because I didn't reach my goal. My goal was six rings. I said that from the beginning. My whole career I was chasing six rings and I'm not going to get there now. And he said, if, if a genie came to me and said, I can take you back to where you don't play basketball, would you take it? And he said, like, maybe I would because of how much it's taken away from my family, how much I've had to sacrifice for this. And in that moment, watching that documentary, I just thought, man, like, honestly, at, at that moment, I thought, like, what a, what a tragic life. Like, he, he spends all that time grinding. He spends all that time working hard. He inspires a ton of people along the way, um, indisputably. But when it's all essentially said and done, he, he wonders if it's all worth it. And, I mean, that, that speaks to humanity, too, and, like, the things that we chase after. And I, I, do, think, <clears throat> I do think Kobe kind of transcended that in himself. Like he almost had to beat, he almost had to beat the ghost of Michael Jordan by saying like, "Yeah, I'm not him, and that's that's okay." Like, I'm gonna do stuff after basketball. Uh, I heard that his daughter Gigi actually got him to start watching the NBA again after he retired. He took some time away and just like stopped following it altogether for a time. Um, and I think he really like found his own person then. Um, but yeah, so just some of the <laughs> some of the complexity of the man, I guess. Um, but yeah, with that, I think it's fitting also to just share some of the good memories that we have of following his career and um, celebrating his life in the way that we the way that we were exposed to it um, by maybe just looking back to some some career highlights if that's uh all right with you well i always in i always watch his uh game against toronto every year i watch highlights from it where he had 81 um his 60 point at the end of his career um how he was in finals and the playoffs every single year that he was there uh his kind of his way he was going to play a two-man game, whether it was with uh, Bynum for the year he was good, um, Shaquille O'Neal, obviously, even Pau Gasol. Um, that play style was just, it was fun to watch because you knew coming down that he was going to probably shoot the ball. And you would see situations where they would throw double teams and they would throw these things at him, these schemes at him, and you're like, there's no way he's going to do it. There's no way. And he would still do it. Like, they threw a double team at him. After he picked up his dribble, he split the double team, threw it off the backboard to himself, caught it, and then threw it to Pau Gasol for an easy 15-footer. Like, kind of starting up the, hey, I can throw it off the backboard to myself thing. Like, just how he played, he changed the game. You know, when he uh, played a whole game with his left hand, because he had a torn rotator cuff. He played a game with a glove on his hand when he had a broke hand. Like, the dude was, he could have been hurt, but he's like, no, if I have another hand or if I can play this game, I'm going to play it. Mm -hmm. And I think those would be my favorite memories of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that I missed the 81-point game by a year or two. I think I started following basketball a little bit after that, so I don't remember that vividly. I remember him scoring 60 against the Knicks one year. I think that was probably a few years after the 81-point game. Real quick on that, yeah. I heard this. Spike Lee talked about it in his uh, interview with uh, about it, and he said this was kind of during the time when they were talking about Muse and stuff, and mm. he uh, 
every time Spike Lee said every time Kobe saw him, Kobe said, Spike Lee, the Knicks suck. And then dropped said he dropped sixty on the Knicks in front of him. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's such a Kobe thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like for every time you see him, Knicks suck. Mm-hmm. And then at MSG dropped sixty on him. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he was <laughs> relentless off the court also like playing mind games like that um but the um oh i was just gonna say real quick like one of the one of my favorite things to do as i assessed his game like i loved i loved even like sports illustrated features on him um they had a couple like cover stories of him that just really detail his life his background uh, why he does what he does, <clears throat> all that, and the progress through his career. But uh, more than anything, possibly, I just loved watching the the slow-mo videos of his game where they had, like, the, the phantom cam, and they would slow it way down. And it's like every movement that he did had a purpose to it. It was intentional, yeah. And you could, you could tell that when it was in super slow-mo even more so. It's like, oh, he's... He's planting with his right foot to have the balance to then fade back. He's holding his, he's like holding the ball above the defender and he releases at the very highest point of his jumper and falls through perfectly like leading with two fingers. You know, it's just like every, everything was so technical and everything was so precise that it was just incredibly beautiful to watch. And for, for young players to look at that and say like, that's what that's what basketball should look like. The, <laughs> I mean the the dribbling between double teams, the shooting over two guys is debatable. It, it's still beautiful to watch, but just like the precision of his game is undeniably um, worth emulating for young players, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I'm I'm curious about we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but I'm curious about when you uh, watched his last game, when he scored 60 against the Jazz. Uh, do you remember where you were? Do you remember what was going through your head during that? Yeah, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, and like you said, this was uh, the night that the Warriors could possibly break it. And that TV screen was on at Buffalo Wild Wings too. And not a single person cared about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody was watching Kobe. And and then he's the he's having a very like okay game. He's shooting a ton of shots and he's not making a ton, but he's scoring. But he's also shooting a lot because obviously his his last game they didn't care. They were giving him the ball every single time. Mm-hmm. And then like this fourth quarter hits and you're just like, hold up, they're down. And then he hits a shot. Then he hits another shot. Then he hits another shot. And then there's like four minutes left in the game and you're like, Kobe's on fire right now. Mm-hmm. And they just keep giving the ball and he drives. Reverse layup, another shot, another layup, free throws. You're just like, this guy's not stopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he wants to win this game, mm-hmm. and it was just like such a Kobe way to go out. Is like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. I, I don't care if this is my last game. None of it. I want to win. I'm here to win. Like, mm-hmm. it's just. It was a beautiful thing to watch, and I was at Buffalo Wild Wings in Denver with teammates when it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, searched for bars that were open late because uh, I was on the I was on East Coast time in Southeast Tennessee, and not a lot was open in the small town I was in. So I found a bar and uh, went with some friends to go watch it, and um, definitely felt like <laughs> didn't really care if the Warriors won or not. It's like. All right, that's cool if they do, but whatever. Like, didn't really like the Warriors anyway, personally. Uh, but just yeah, in that moment, seeing him just like take over, and I think you're right that in the most Kobe way possible, just like all right, you know it's my last game. Like you guys aren't touching the ball. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take every shot down the stretch, especially. Um, and he did, and he made shots and. Uh, yeah, just refused to take an L um, on his way out because the other thing is, like, he knew it wasn't going to the playoffs that year either, so he was going to go out uh, the way that he wanted to go out. 
with that game. So it was amazing. Um, and just even thinking about that, like that was that was four years ago. It was his last game in the NBA, and he's eligible for the Hall of Fame this year for the first time. He's not eligible. They already they've already sta- stated that he's in it. The twenty twenty is gonna he's inducted in the twenty twenty. He they're changing the process for Kobe. Oh really? Yeah. And they're also trying to make him the logo. Really? Yeah, they're trying to change the logo. I mean, Jerry West is a GM, still alive, like, not even a top 20 player in the league, like, of all time. And you have Kobe, who's undebatably a top 10. Some say top five, some say top three, some say best, you know. Mm. And, like, when something like this happens and he changed the game, like, nobody yells out Jerry West when they shoot it trash into a trash can. Nobody yells out LeBron. Nobody yells out MJ. Like, everybody yells Kobe. When they fade away, they don't yell MJ. They yell Kobe, even if MJ did it first. Like, mm. he was just such an iconic player that I feel like it's only fair mm-hmm. to do it. And I, I think Jerry West would be totally okay with that. I think he is, too. Um, I saw an interview with him yesterday. It's like his son. Yeah. He was, he was incredibly beat up about it, and had clearly been crying a lot yesterday and just said like this is a this is a terrible day all around um and i agreed with that but yeah i i hope he does i hope that he uh is the new logo i think that's very fitting um related to that i was i was also going to just talk a little bit about how i truly believe that he I I said this in just like a quick social media post that I did, but I think that he transcended race and nationality and like socioeconomic status. It didn't, it didn't really matter. It didn't seem like it, it mattered a lot to him that he, like what those features were. What, what mattered I think to him was that I'm a human being, and I'm capable of a ton. I, I'm capable of so much, and so is everyone else that calls that is a human being. Um, and so, just think about that, because, I mean, he inspired both of us. Uh, he inspired uh, the Hispanic kids that I work with here. Like, two days ago, we were on a retreat. This is kind of crazy to think about but this is Saturday so the day before he died and this isn't he wasn't the topic of conversation at all but I was just casually talking to this high school kid that I'm on this retreat with and he says or I I ask him like oh do you watch the NBA much he's like yeah sometimes and I say like so uh do you think LeBron is the best and he's like ah no 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 way I was like okay so MJ and he's like no more more Kobe and uh That just that just got me thinking about like l- reflecting back on that about how you know people from different sports respected him people from all different walks of life respected him because of the way that he carried himself and it it didn't matter like you know he was he was German and Italian and American and spoke those languages and you know was was global in that sense. Um, but he, I feel like those, those barriers that are barriers for a lot of the United States, especially the barriers of what divides us as people, uh, it, those weren't dividers for him. And I think that is a testament to his legacy. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. His impact and just everywhere. I mean, it's probably debatably. I'm really curious about this stat. I might look it up now that he might be one of the highest uh, jersey sellers of all time. Highest, highest NBA. Cause yeah, like you said, just worldwide, he's. Uh, um, I mean, he's just known worldwide. Yeah, huge in China. 
really, really pushed for uh, women's basketball and taking that more seriously than the general public has. Uh, really pushed for... I, I remember him talking about soccer players, even when he played. And, like, Steve Steve Nash did, uh, was similarly, like, linked to soccer. But Kobe was talking about soccer players, like, how much respect he had for Leo Messi. Neymar did a tribute to him in a game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I feel like the average basketball, uh, you know, viewer doesn't think about those guys necessarily when they're watching Kobe. So, I don't know, it's just... Uh, a reminder that he was beyond beyond basketball himself. Yeah, Kobe Bryant was the second of all time. On Jordan. Yeah. Most popular jersey sold. You still see young kids wearing Jordan jerseys. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he'll get there now. Oh, definitely. I mean, what's crazy, and it's kind of messed up to think about, but... People are selling their Kobe shoes for an absurd amount now. Um, the Lakers tickets for the game that I think they're canceling tomorrow. Um, the Lakers tickets were like for nosebleed seats shot up to like a thousand dollars because obviously people know they're gonna do some type of tribute, but I think they're gonna cancel that game. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like people are gonna try to profit off of. Kobe stuff, and everybody's going to try to get their hands on Kobe stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially people like, I have a good friend who hates the Lakers, you know, wasn't necessarily a Kobe fan, but respected his game because you can't not respect his game. Mm-hmm. And he didn't expect to be this hurt after this. And he even said, he's like, I'm going to have to buy myself a Kobe jersey. Mm-hmm. So it's like people want to get their hands on it now. Mm-hmm. I wore mine yesterday the minute I found out. I put it on. Mm. I was like, I'm not about to. I have to. I have to have to represent. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I wanted to get his book. I drove to Barnes & Noble because I saw it there a few weeks ago, and I almost bought it then. Um, but I drove to Barnes & Noble today, and it was all out of stock, of course, and looked online, and the normal bookshops that I will order from online are all sold out. There's like, a waiting list of 70 people um, for the for thrift books where I buy a lot of books from. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy um, the legacy that he leaves behind with all of that. Yep, you saw it yesterday when the world stopped. Mm. Just stopped and you saw the impact he truly had. Yeah. The strength of one man, literally. Stopped everybody's routine and lifestyles, energy, all of it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mentioned already, like my wife Abby. She wasn't. She's never like been a big basketball fan, but she, she just, <laughs> no, not throwing any shade whatsoever. Um, I love my wife. She's awesome. She's the best woman ever. <laughs> but but she's not. Uh, she's not a, like just big uh, cultural follower like she doesn't follow trends um necessarily or she didn't like watch a lot of tv or movies i swear i'm not trying to throw shade this is a fact of her whole family but um <laughs> but anyway she she just asked me like or no she said she's like it's crazy how when celebrities die uh like so many people seem affected by it and i, I just said like yeah but i think it's more than that in this case, like the the ripple effect that he had, it is like losing is losing a larger chunk of humanity. It's losing a big piece of of the human race of culture yeah. uh, of today of today's world when somebody of that size passes away. Like it wasn't like when Juice World died, where people are upset, and even if you were a fan of Juice World, like. People, not everybody was crying. Even Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, you know, an L.A. guy, which I know L.A.'s hurting right now, but who died. When he died, like, people were real hurt. I was upset. A lot of people that in the black culture and the hip-hop culture were super, super upset. But it wasn't this. Like, it's just like you said, uh, when someone dies that's a celebrity, 
you have to almost be a fan for it to affect you. But, I mean, everybody was, our whole generation was affected by Kobe dying. Whether they played basketball or they didn't, like, it's just like, it affected so much more people. Like you said, it's like a piece of chunk that just kind of is not gone because everybody has the memories, but it's just like, this guy caused all of that. Mm-hmm. This guy created that whole culture. Mm-hmm. And now that kind of, you know, that guy's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Sad stuff. Well, um, with that, uh, <laughs> let's, let's leave on a positive note. Um, what is, what is one thing that you'll tell your kids about Kobe Bryant one day? Best basketball player of all time. Yeah. I can't say that. I, I, <laughs> I don't think it's Michael. I think it's LeBron. But obviously I would say he's, you know, I think he's the most iconic player of all time. I think he is the most relentless player of all time. I think he's the best scorer of all time. I'll say a whole bunch of things that a lot of people disagree with. But like I said, I, you've seen the, the pictures on the walls. I've been his fan since I was born. I've had a jersey of his since I was a kid. Like, I'll tell them literally that this kid, this guy, is the reason basketball is what it is today. I see, he's your background on your phone. He is. He is. I can't lie. I changed it yesterday. It was my grandma, but after yesterday, I said, "Let me let me make it Kobe," just so I have that something to look at to inspire me to do more every day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, <clears throat> when my kids just like happen upon something that is related to Kobe Bryant and they ask like, who's Kobe Bryant? I think what I'll say is he is the greatest example of work ethic that I know of. And people could say like, oh, he's just a, he's a basketball player. If you want hard work, look at the, people that are farming out in the fields or like putting together railroads and stuff like that. And I get those arguments and, um, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to deify one person at this point, but it, you would be hard pressed to find an everyday schedule of a modern human being and say that somebody worked, worked harder. Um, to to achieve what he did, so I agree. Tell my kids, I definitely agree with all those statements. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, thanks for joining me, man. Love you, bro. Love you too, Kobe Bean Bryant. We miss you, Mamba forever. Mm-hmm.